Well, hello and welcome to the official Scottish Rugby Podcast. I'm flying solo this week as Rachel is uh, is away down to London for the, the women's TikTok Six Nations launch. Uh, we're going to speak to Sarah Bonner, uh, Scottish International second row for the women's team. And she's going to tell an interesting story about how she got involved in rugby and obviously the the experiences uh, and the fun that the women's team are having at the moment with qualification for the World Cup, but also what's up in the next uh, few weeks and months with, with the Six Nations. Uh, we're also going to talk uh, to Darcy Graham uh, in the Scotland camp as we look back at the, the game in Italy and we look ahead to the game in Ireland. I'm delighted to be joined by Sarah Bonner, uh, Scottish women's internationalist, second row, uh, plays for Harlequins, but uh, more importantly for us, plays for, for, for Scotland women and has done since 2016. Sarah, how are you? How's, how's things this afternoon? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. All good. Yeah, just in the middle of training, so back at Quinn's before heading in for a big few weeks of Scotland. Have you trained? Is that double session, single session? Have you done it? Have you got more to come? What's the what's the plan? So Tuesday got skills and speed first, and then we're going for weights, and then usually rugby in the afternoon, but just with loading in things. I'll be done after wait, so not too bad. That's all right. Sounds a good day. And um, how's the body after the weekend? Obviously up for national camp last weekend as we build up. We're going to have a look ahead to the Six Nations, which starts um, two weeks' time, or just under two weeks' time. Uh, but the camp uh, up at Orium last weekend, did it go well? Was there a, kind of a mark in the sand we start to move forward after the World Cup qualification in towards the Six Nations? Yeah, look, really good opportunity for us to kind of regroup draw a line under what's what's happened and then get our head switched into like a really big tournament coming up and um, very different focuses Saturday was a bit of a Hunger Games day very red a lot of contact <laughs> a good opportunity to you know I guess for players put their hand up for selection and then Sunday was a, just a good opportunity to run through a bit more detail and the kind of finer things and how we want to play and what our identity is going to look like moving forward. After the the success and the pressure release really of qualifying for for rugby world cup later in the year how important is it that that then becomes in the past and the the starting point is now use the positive obviously from from the, the qualification and, and everything that went along by it but six nations is a different kettle of fish isn't it and it's, it's important to to look ahead so take the confidence from what happened recently but there is as you say a, a starting point and is that the message you're feeling you know within the squad with the coaches and the players as well yeah definitely like qualifying absolutely amazing and a really good end to a long like two years essentially if not longer but we've now qualified the hard work starts now in terms of preparing ourselves and the team for going to a world cup and competing at a world cup so Mm -hmm. think over six nations a really good opportunity for youngsters to come through try out different combinations really kind of identify how we want to go into this world cup and how we want to play and it'll start with England open the game the, the games follow the same order as the, the men's Six Nations so England first at home at Dam Health on the 26th of March that's a big challenge the, the world they've just beaten All Blacks two or three times and the number would you say the number one team in the world England? Yeah so they now are ranked number one in the world I'd say yeah, yeah. regardless of rankings they're uh, like a class outfit they've got strength and depth all over the park but do you know what loads of us playing in the Prem 15s are either teammates or, or play against these players we can week out. So it's a good opportunity to come together and, and clash as nations, if you like. But we know it's going to be a war of attrition. They're powerful pack. They're powerful players. So, yeah, it's, you know what? Scotland-England's always just a class <laughs> game. The rivalry <laughs> runs deep. <laughs> no, in, in, any, in any shape or form. On that point with 
because you obviously play at Harlequins, you'll know you'll play say, alongside a lot of the England women's players and you play against them in the Premier 15s. Does it actually highlight the weaknesses in, in the English team that, or does it actually maybe make it a bit more, a bit trepidation because you know their strengths or the, or the individuals? Oh, it's hard. Like, I guess every team you come against is going to have weaknesses and strengths, but I think what it probably has done is before we sort of saw England as almost like an untouchable team, like these yeah. players are, yeah. are yeah. world-class, but actually when you play with them or against them week in, week out, they are just players at the end of the day. Like, yeah. it's a group of 15 that, yeah, they've got a lot of time together, but we we compete with them week in, week out, and mm. we can go and do the same in the international stage. How important is it for, for you and the others who play to get that message to the younger players? Because you're right, I think, the grass is always greener sometimes and you think that the opposition you're playing against can do X, Y and Z. But do you feel, you know, not a responsibility, but it's a really important message for you to share that with the rest of the squad as well, to spread that belief, to to make that, you know, what will be a big challenge more capable of overcoming? Yeah, definitely. Like, we definitely have a responsibility for the youngsters coming through, but to instill that belief, if you like. But I also think we've got a few youngsters that have come through that have had involvement in the GB7s programme mm-hmm. and represented on a world stage, obviously in a, in a different format, but equally they've got that confidence themselves too and, mm. and realise that, yeah, they're just players. But it's certainly coming and I think that gap is getting bridged. It's, yeah, just kind of go out there and have fun. Like at the end of the day, the pressure is on England. They're, they're number yeah. one in the world. The Women's Six Nations was amended last year, wasn't it? It was a different format. To traditional, obviously for COVID reasons, but it's the traditional format for this year. Last year, kind of pool games really against England and Italy lost both of those games, but then won the final game. So you weren't involved last year in the Six Nations, were you? Did you play any of the games? No, I uh, had a kind of step back from rugby for six months to complete my RAF officer training. So yeah. it was very much just watching. Important stuff, important stuff yeah. going on. <laughs> but it is back to the more conventional format this this year obviously England first up we've spoken about you play Wales away then France at home where do you think we can see real progression and you know in terms of of Scotland women in the, the Six Nations competition I'd like to think we just have a bit more consistency this season we've, we've come off the back of multiple wins now and we're starting to play our rugby and I think actually it's about taking it to, we know England and France are going to be toughies. We've got them at home though. We're going to use that home advantage and then actually going away and performing away from home and making those games like close and, and hopefully come away with those wins. But we're quite a young side that have spent the past four or five years together and actually we're, we're growing in maturity and experience. And I think it's slowly starting to, to come together and build hopefully a really successful Six Nations and, and onwards to World Cup. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really important next few months, really, in the context of the whole year. And you think back to the, did you play in the draw against France? It'll be two years ago. So that'd be the last yes. time I played at Scotland as well. So yeah. uh, the French team will be, will remember that as much as we will remember that as well. So that'll bring a bit of extra spice as well, I'd imagine. Definitely, that was a class game. Probably my career highlight so far. Really? Um, literally, yeah, I got a turnover in that game and literally thought <laughs> I celebrated like I'd scored a try. Um, but no, it was a really good game. They just, I don't think, expected that. But uh-huh. hopefully, we can put a similar performance, if not go on better. Yeah, absolutely, that's at Scotland as well uh, in round three of the Six Nations. But you mentioned there that why you were you sat out last year's Six Nations and as officer training in the RAF, just. I suppose fill us in in terms of your, your 
rugby journey. Uh, you were saying earlier, you a bit later in rugby captain in, in, in 2016. But how did you how did you find rugby? How did you did you get involved in rugby as a youngster? Kind of grown up watching it. My dad's a big rugby head, but always well, I came from a rowing background. So I rode GB juniors, was involved in under 23s. And as much as I was having success, I just really hated the individuality of the sport and the long hours that you put in. The way that GB sort of set up, you spend probably like 70% of the season in your single. And then you trial in your single and get like seeded. And then you'll go into something called seat racing and then go into crew boats. So your like racing season will be in crew boats, but that's what maybe like two, three months of the year. And I'm just not really an individual kind of athlete. I thrive <laughs> off of others. Um, so I, st- I got to a point where despite being successful and going well, I mm. was miserable, super, super miserable. But when I went to Hartby College as a rower, Danielle Waterman was the mm. rug- women's rugby coach there, as well yep. as playing in a kind of England career. And she became a bit of a mentor of mine, took me through kind of worked on nerves and things ahead of internationals and and trials and that. Fast forward like a few years, I was at Loughborough Uni and she had an England camp at the time and we ended up randomly crossing paths and we caught up and I just broke down. I was like, Nolly, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm so (laughs) miserable. I want to still be competitive at something. And she was like, look, Bonds, you would fit into rugby so well. Like I used to play and train a little bit with the girls at college just for fun mm-hmm. um so she put me in touch with rugby club and I never really looked back I took a break from rowing but loved rugby training and just thought this is class like each session was different training different things you weren't just in one plane the whole time yeah. and yeah rugby sort of took off from there and then went to Litchfield and that's well Rachel and I pretty much started playing rugby at the same time and yeah. got our first cap together and have kind of gone through the ranks since. And both had success in previous sporting careers or, or, or in different sports as well so it's a good message yeah. that you know it's brilliant to hear that I suppose the basics of rugby really are still the things that can attract you even at a, at a you know such a high level and it's really interesting to hear as well that Nolly was actually was she mentoring you as a rower then? using her yeah. experiences as a, a professional or an international rugby player yeah yeah just in like how to cope with pressure and nerves and kind of the mental aspect of sport because I guess like no matter what sport you do if you do it at an international level yeah those feelings and the way you approach competition and races is probably still quite similar so did you ever then face Nolly in rugby yes yeah did. <laughs> we did we faced each other at Scotland actually I remember being at that game, yeah. So it's uh, that's interesting to how you know, I suppose the the rugby bug got you because you knew about it, but also just that initial first time you go along, you just love it. And if you, as you say, you've never looked back since. It was, would that be something that you would kind of try and impart on others as well, having gone through that journey and seeing what rugby can can give? If if, if you you've been that kind of mentoring role now, I assume you would you would point people in the direction of, of, of the sport. Oh, massively. Like, I don't think there's any other sport that has the same sort of connectedness or family feel. Like, you essentially put your body on the line for each other. And there's that closeness of a team that I don't think you get in any other team sport, certainly that I've played. Even, like, on and off the pitch, you've got, like, lifelong pals there. And the sport in itself is just, like, I think it teaches you a lot of values that can translate to, to the workplace 
there's a lot of like mutual respect it's just yeah I don't know I've just found myself at home really playing it whether that's playing at Quinn's RAF or Scotland like the girls just become your family really as if that's not enough being a an international roar an international rugby player the RAF as well I mean it's uh it's do you see it was officer training um yeah as I've been involved so I mean how do you find the time <laughs> uh, to do all these things and 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 tell us about your your RAF training. And was that was that a lifelong goal or aim? Was that what you always wanted to to get involved in, or was that another thing that, that you just kind of happened to to kind of get involved in and, and commit yourself entirely to it as well? So uh, my dad and my granddad are both from a like an army military background, so I'd, I'd had that military itch growing up. But with being involved in international sport from quite a young age, I never really wanted to bite the bullet and take that time away from training and competing. Mm-hmm. But COVID hit and I just thought, you know what, I've got to start thinking about life after rugby. I was teaching and really enjoy teaching, but with the way that our, I guess we're getting more support, our camp dates and the time that Mm -hmm. we're expected to be in camp and thing was just becoming more and more tricky to fit in around teaching. And then COVID hit and I thought, actually, I could be a a career ending injury away from potentially stopping myself getting the military and also stopping rugby and then can't scratch that military itch so to speak so Mm -hmm. I just went through my application and yeah bit the bullet really and do you know what the RAF have been so supportive in terms of getting time off to to play and train and I'm now on an elite athlete scheme which means that my sole duty is to play rugby um, Mm -hmm. for the next like year or two and then it'll get reviewed so hopefully from a Scotland rugby a Harlequin's point of view I can just commit really more time to training and playing which is amazing yeah it's brilliant as well and you say looking ahead towards the end of the year that becomes really important with potential world cup selection and and being in new zealand so so that that gives you so much confidence and comfort to say you know the next x number of months you can entirely commit yourself as you would do anyway to reaching those goals massively yeah and just gives you that time as well to to recover as well going from tournament straight into work and you haven't got that kind of day to get on top of admin and recover and rest it then just catches up on you and by the end of the tournament you're just struggling so yeah it's a whole like 360 package and makes life a little bit easier for sure (laughs) more than a little bit that's brilliant so I suppose the message really to the squad uh, ahead of the the Six Nations kicking off is uh, an ideal situation to prepare for the World Cup or I think another answer to this is the firm focus absolutely on the first game and getting off the TikTok women's six nations to a, to a, an excellent start with the, the old enemy at the damn health <laughs> do you know what? it's probably a bit of both like the six <laughs> nations is i think we're going to be using as an opportunity to really kind of not earn the respect so to speak but like mm-hmm. we've come off the back of good wins and we basically want to build on that and we want to prove and show that scotland is a team worthy of going to the World Cup and competing at the World Cup. Look, Ireland are going to be absolutely gunning for us after that loss yeah. in September. Um, <laughs> and and they've made a lot we, of changes as well. They've made a lot of changes oh, structurally and personally. And they, they will, that, that hurt them, didn't it? That, that, uh, that last minute victory. Yeah, massively. So we know that there's going to be, like, we're going into this with a little bit of pressure on us, but that's good. Mm-hmm. That's going to just yeah. prepare us well for the world cup and the team's just going to get used like kind of used to dealing with a different sort of pressure so there's a lot we're going to be learning from this a really good opportunity to try out different combinations and just get game time together ahead of a huge year 
Sounds good. Well, wish you all, certainly you, Sarah, and all the individuals and the team all the best uh, throughout the, the camps, the training, and of course the Six Nations as well. So uh, no doubt we'll, we'll speak uh, during the competition, but uh, good luck and, and here's hoping to we get off to a great start. Well, it's great now to be joined by uh, one of the, the form players of the Guinness Six Nations. In all honesty, we don't say that from a biased point of view, say it from an honest point of view. Somebody who's starred in all the games so far, it's a big smile on his face. I know he's, he's probably feeling awkward as I look at him introducing him and that, but it's brilliant to have Scotland winger Darcy Graham to have a, a chat through. Darcy, how are you? How's, uh, how's yourself? Good, good. Training done for the day? Yeah, literally just done. Got in the car and getting straight home. We've got a day off tomorrow, so get to spend it with the family and that before we head over to Ireland. It's really important, isn't it? Like I, I remember back to all those years ago when I played, not just the mood in the week, but the physicality and the, the fatigue in the weeks changed when you got to week five. That day off became really important because you've got the cumulative effect of all the games you've played, all the training you've done, the structures and everything's in there. So that final week between the kind of round four and round five was as much about recovery than it was about anything else. Is that still the same now? Yeah, 100%. Recovery is a massive focus for us. It's individual. Everybody recovers differently in that. So for myself, I'm quite a fast recoverer. I can tend to kind of back up games into sessions and that. So It's because so you're so I, young, Das. The older guys take longer, eh? <laughs> yeah, I'll, get to, I'll get to me. I'll catch up with me, no doubt. But yeah, that day off is massive. So um, it's quite nice, like, kind of last two seasons, um, we've not had that time to come home. So we've yeah. always been hotel with COVID and that so as restrictions are easing now and that we're getting that time to spend with the family and yeah it's kind of coming a bit more relaxed and you kind of get away from the rugby side out the hotel and you can really switch off so important just psychologically as well as physically sure. isn't it so, um, I say yeah, kind of meant what we said there in the quick introduction that somebody who's absolutely hit top form doing the Six Nations are a really kind of inspiring and impactful performance against England. In your can your own view, how how well or how um, satisfied are, are you with your own form over the last four or five games? Yeah, like I'm just going out doing doing my bit for the team and yeah, just kind of putting my like performance out there and like I'm just going out there to play the best I can and put my best foot forward and kind of just kind of inspire inspire the team and get my hands on ball. Like it's a simple game for me, ball <laughs> and. Run. So I just like to keep it nice and simple and do my job. I certainly did that. What about the, the finish at the weekend? That was some, some finish inside ball with Finn. I, I was looking, I thought it was a brilliant finish because it wasn't really an obvious route to the try line and you had to kind of check and cut back because the two defenders. Do, do you see that unfolding in front of you or are you just instinctively changing the direction or are you aiming for the gap or are you just seeing the try line? In those moments, because it, it, it's just so explosive and it looks brilliant. Yep. But like... Is, there just a, is it just a pure hunger or do you plan the route to the the, the, the try line? Everything happens that quick. So, yeah, it's just kind of that instinct. Like, I just get the ball and run and um, if somebody's in front of me, I'll just try and skin them as <laughs> is. And, uh, try, always try and drag that player away from where I'm wanting to go. So, yeah. like I said, everything happens that quick and I kind of do it then think afterwards. <laughs> and just before we move on to... Can you a wee bit look at the, the team performance and, and the result against Italy and then we'll look ahead to Ireland as well. Just one thing as well, watching last weekend and even kind of Edinburgh Benetton games and also uh, the Six Nations last year, you and Monty Ione seem to have a few collisions. There's a, <laughs> there's a real, it looks like a kind of, if I can say a friendly rivalry, but it looks like there's a real intensity between the two of you. Do you have a crack after the game because you've had a few big collisions in the in the, the fixtures of you know? Oh, 100%. Like me and Monty get on really well. Um, we actually <laughs> swapped um, 
after the game, so that's really nice. But yeah, I always know he's coming hard for me, and I'm him. So it's like <laughs> that friendly rivalry, and he's he's a good boy. He's a top lad. Basically, it's a, it's a definition of respect in rugby, isn't it? Two guys oh. going hard out, flat out each other. I suppose I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but you get to face oh. each other quite often throughout the year. Bonus point win away from home in Six Nations, really important. Something that doesn't happen often in any fixture. So the positives first, that was a really important result in Italy against Italy, who I think Gregor said afterwards, and I agree, that that's the best or the most consistent I've seen them playing for, for a wee while. Five points away from home, bonus point, exactly what we're looking for. You must be really happy with the result. Yeah, it was a really good win for us, especially away from home. Italy are always like, we know what Italy are like. They're a very passionate team. They come hard and they really target that Scotland game. So to go over there, get our five points was um, was really good. But like the game wasn't pretty. There's aspects we need to fix up for going into Ireland. And um, that's going to be a massive challenge. So we need to get them right this week. It is a big challenge, isn't it, Ireland? They're so physical. They've, they've probably out-physical dust, if that's even a word, the last few times we've met, if you think... Mm-hmm you know, the World Cup a couple of times last year. So they can do that. And and I think that's maybe how they'll try and think they can approach the game against us on Saturday. But they're also playing some brilliant stuff. There's a lot of extra passes. Their forwards handle well. They've got a, a real threat and attack. So it's a big challenge, but a big opportunity on Saturday. What do you think we have to do right and, and, and get right and do well in order to try and pick up a win away from home? Ireland, like, they're probably the informed team. Like, they're on form just now and they're playing... Playing really good rugby, they're they're very um like a close team. They've all played each other for ages now and that. So going over there, we're just gonna have to be on the money defense wise. It's gonna be massive. We're gonna have to meet them physically and put all four games we've had this campaign into this one game and really back back it up. So yeah, defense is gonna be massive going over there, and we're just gonna have to get that spot on. Then I think the attack will look after itself. I mean, I think it's right. Absolutely, physically you have to you know match them, but defensively as well. I think away from home, that's the first thing you have to get right. You, mm. might, you might kick more, you might kind of defend more just to try and stop their, their rhythm. But it's a hard ask, though, because I've seen Ireland mention the number of passes. They seem to get passes away under pressure more than a lot of other teams. So defensively, it's not just about being brave. It's not about being physical. It's actually about staying connected, isn't it? Because they're going to have threats at the line. Their timing's perfect on a short ball, a ball at the back, a ball inside. So because defence is so important, is it actually more important to get the structure right or is it more important to bring that real desire and hunger that has to be there anyway? The structure has to be there as well, isn't it? Definitely. It's like, it's both. Like You need you need everything into one, don't you? Um, the structure's massive and that's kind of what like we've been fixing up and I think we can put them, put Ireland under a lot of pressure with our defence and you can really go get them. But like you said, you need that hunger and willingness to, to go put your body on the line and be brave and put big shots and slow their ball down. So, yeah, everything just ties into one. I will get that. We'll certainly get that for you, Darcy. That's, you've just basically described yourself in a, in a <laughs> sentence. One other thing as well, Friday night, it's 1872 Cup. Uh, Edinburgh will be we're heading, heading west to, to Glasgow. I assume you'll get coverage of it. I, I, I don't know what your uh, repertoire is on that, the Friday night before an international, but... I've got a vision it'll be on the team room and there'll be a bit of a split in the camp. Would that be right? A hundred percent. I can I can see it now. We'll all be <laughs> chirping away at each other. Um, but that'll be a, that'll be a good a good game. There'll be a, a lot of young boys getting their chance in that way. 
all the international boys being away. So I'm kind of playing in it. They're um, always great to play and very physical as well. So yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a tough tough asking to go over to Glasgow because they're playing a lot of good rugby in that. So we really need the points, both sitting fourth and fifth. So. It's going to be a massive game to kind of finish top four for both of us. We're all fighting for that spot. So it's going to be a really, really good game. It'll be a physical game. It'll be a, a pretty tough encounter. And just, as I say, I hope it doesn't turn nasty in the team on, on Friday night. Look after each other. You're going to be teammates the day after. But well, good luck to Edmund Glasgow, obviously. But, but good luck to you, Dars. Continue the form you're on. Uh, playing really well for, for Scotland. It's great to watch the... I say the free flow nature, the ball in hand, but the desire and the hunger and attitude as well, just typifying exactly what it means to play for Scotland. So um, thanks for, for joining us and uh, just when you're getting home, your day off and good luck at the weekend, Paul. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening once again to the official Scottish Rugby podcast. Good luck to both Edmund Glasgow and the first of the 1872 Cup Derbies on Friday night at Scotson. Under-20s play Ireland on Sunday, obviously the national team in the Guinness Six Nations on Saturday. Good luck at the Viva as well. Next week, we'll be looking ahead to the Women's Six Nations first game, Scotland versus England at Dam Health Stadium in Edinburgh. But for now, thanks for listening.